0: Hey there, this is food writer Jamie Lewis, welcoming you to another episode of the Consumed Podcast, where I hold candid and casual conversations with people across California's Central Coast, the ones who put food on our plates and drinks in our glass. I'm so glad you're here. Before we get to this episode's guest, I want to share a word from Consumed sponsors. We all know eating fruits and veggies is an important part of staying healthy. Fresh, local produce has the most flavor and nutrition, but how do you know what's in season locally? Become part of the Tally community as a member of the Tally Farms box program. Tally grows their produce and partners with other California farmers to include the freshest and best tasting local produce you can find anywhere. Farming on the Central Coast since 1948, the Tally family created the Tally Farms Box to make healthy eating easy and affordable. Here's how it works. Select which size box you want, then choose pickup or home delivery and how often you want to get your box. It's flexible for customization and vacation holds, and included in all boxes are tested recipes and storage recommendations. Come be a part of Tally's healthy lifestyle. Visit TalleyFarmsBox.com and use promo code CONSUMED for $10 off your first box. That's promo code CONSUMED for $10 off. Eat fresh, eat local, and eat lots of California fruits and veggies for better health. Slow Life Magazine also sponsors the Consumed podcast. Slow Life looks at what's going on in San Luis Obispo, including the arts, real estate, business, and the people impacting culture here. For the magazine, I just wrapped up writing my food column about the restaurant Pekin Coastal Cocina in Pismo Beach, where I ate swordfish tacos dusted with house-made savory pop rocks. What? So fun, so new, and so fizzy. To read all about it and much more, get your copy at slowlifemagazine.com. So I recently read The Full Belly Files, which is written by a consumed alum, wine writer Matt Ketman in Santa Barbara. And who should he be writing about but none other than Santa Maria Valley vintner James Onaveros of Ranchos de Onoveros Vineyards, another consumed alum and sponsor of this podcast. About James, Matt wrote, "Onaveros is a wealth of fascinating information, whether of the region's lore, his cowboy days, or his outlook on the future challenges of the wine industry. I'm hoping he'll agree to be a cover story one day. Hmm, I'm hoping the same. Thank you to James Onaveros for keeping the history and heritage of the Central Coast alive and well through his wines at Ranchos de Onaveros. And thank you to Matt Ketman for recognizing a good cover story when he sees it. To learn more about Ranchos de Oniveros' Burgundy-centered Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, visit ranchosdeonoveros.com. Okay, on to the episode. Southern gentlemen Dwine Willis and Steve Bland, are spouses and business partners who own and operate Slow Provisions in San Luis Obispo, California. I had the pleasure of watching Steve and Dwine develop and launch their gourmet takeaway business, and again when they evolved it into a dine-in restaurant and catering operation. On the menu, rotisserie chicken pulled pork, bocadillo sandwiches, deviled eggs, biscuits, porchetta, and their locally famous salt and vinegar chips. Everything is crazy high quality flavorful and with the ambiance to match. We talked about the realities of modern restaurant ownership, the silver palette, and favorite cookbooks. Don't miss the recipe Steve and Dwine shared with me for kale cauliflower Caesar salad, my absolute favorite item on their beautiful menu. You can find it on the show notes at letsgetconsumed.com. Okay, here are Steve Bland and Dwine Willis. Well, we met long before food was a thing for us. I mean, right. um, you were attending a Festival Mosaic concert. I think it was the Baroque in the Vines. Vines right. Yep, it was at Chapel Hill. And um, I was working for them very part-time, just helping out. They were getting a new conductor, and that was my whole job was yeah. to... Coordinate getting these three conductors to try out for the orchestra and the audience, and you all were there. And I think that may have been the first summer you were here. Was
1: it? I believe it was. Well, I, yeah, I, I remember meeting you actually at an event at the Chapman House, but it was all around that same time. Yes, and same it was season. the first summer yeah. that we lived yes. here. Okay.
0: Mm. So you came from Atlanta directly, I think, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. What made you decide to come here? Because that's a pretty far... Cra- I mean, like so, you would have to have a reason, I think. Right? Well, we
2: actually were uh, in the throes of buying a business in Santa Barbara that fell through. Oh. And we had already sold our house in Atlanta. And we said, mm, why not? All I needed was an airport mm. to get back and forth to the East Coast for the, my businesses. And then uh, we decided to move to san francisco for a short period of time knowing that Mm -hmm. we didn't want to stay there Mm -hmm. but we used it as our hub to go up and down the 101 and find a place that we liked and we rolled into santa barbara uh, no excuse me san luis obispo and went wow this was exactly what we're looking for yeah
0: you connected with it what what was the can i ask about santa barbara what Uh, was it
2: yeah it was a hotel
1: really yes we were we were under contract to buy a small hotel there that was our idea when we were leaving atlanta was like let you know it's sort of like everybody's idea when you get older like oh let's buy a hotel (laughs) you know i think most people think about buying like you know a little house with two extra bedrooms but we actually bought it was well we didn't buy but we were looking at buying it was a 16 room hotel there Mm -hmm. um and we were we had um financing we had investors lined up and everything and then the the Mm -hmm. owner backed out at the last minute Mm -hmm. um it i mean it's way too long of a story to tell but it was a really unpleasant and unfortunate and Mm -hmm. financially strapping thing because we had lawsuits against him to you know try to make him sell us the place you know all things are meant to be i think i'm so much happier that we're here and you know we could during the
2: interim from Then until now, I actually did get in the hospitality business, Uh, uh, built a uh, resort with three other people in East Tennessee.
0: Oh, my gosh. I feel like there's stuff that happens with Dwine that nobody knows about. (laughs) Everyone's like, I'll ask you sometimes, like, what is your business? And you say PR, I think, a lot of the time, right? I
2: was in advertising, right? Okay.
0: So what do you mind talking about what these businesses are? Like, what's the thing that you did before you took on slow provisions
2: well um, i started my career as a cpa and yeah mm -hmm. and then i got into the advertising business through um a couple of friends Mm -hmm. that had small agencies and they wanted to um, build them up and so we did and then we sold them in the 80s and then i went on to do consulting in the uh ad business with with them primarily primarily with large advertising spenders like Mm -hmm. Pfizer and we do a lot of uh, we have done a lot of grocery stores and uh chains like that that spend Mm -hmm. you know thousands and thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. and they need consulting on on their advertising spend Mm -hmm. so got into that but in the Down the road, I did meet uh, another individual, and uh, his family had 50 acres of land, undeveloped land in the mountains of East Tennessee. And so we blew out the side of a mountain and built a a small resort, 46 uh, rooms, all suites, and then we had a meeting facilities. and. I own the uh, food and beverage, and so that's sort of, I uh, got my entree into food and beverage, so, okay. uh, and, and unfortunately, the resort burned down the Gatlinburg fires about five years ago.
0: So, no. Uh, How long had the hotel been around?
2: We were in business 2005. Oh, my
0: gosh. Oh and my that gosh.
2: happened four years ago.
1: More like six years ago, we oh, had yeah. opened slow provisions. Mm. When it happened yeah.
2: So, anyway, we uh, we are not rebuilding back. We're yeah. just uh, uh, have we're selling the land. So,
0: gosh, that's got to be scary to watch that happen from afar. Yeah. You know, yeah. like can't yeah. control. It. Not that you could if you were there, right. but just exactly. feel kind of helpless. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah.
2: seeing pictures on your phone as the thing burned. Make oh already. my. with your business partners down below in the valley looking up and poof gone Wow.
0: well slow provisions has by all you know by all accounts it's been very successful this has not been um, taken down in a (laughs) 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 has a
2: noon time it was still standing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well you've
0: worked really hard so you, yeah. it's been about six or seven years seven it'll be seven, seven years, years in
1: october yeah um look for uh, anniversary party announcements Yay. coming soon Yay. yeah um october 6th okay. will be our seventh anniversary
2: and it's been an interesting seven years particularly with the last Two years. Oh, get out yeah. of here!
0: I mean, it, I just don't know how anyone's been doing
2: it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's it's been interesting mm-hmm. for, at all levels. I mean, from are we opening? Are we not opening? Can you do this? Can you not do that? And things yeah. changing on a daily basis, and then uh, and then the whole, you know, employees you know labor market totally changed and yeah. since we have opened uh seven years ago and so it, it it's it's interesting it keeps you on your toes every day
0: for sure well i remember when you were first opening i got to help a little bit with messaging on your website and things like that and at the time the way you described it to me was like not a luncheonette exactly but you know like a gourmet takeaway spot mm but in that time since then i feel like there have been based on circumstances kind of adaptations to what that is exactly Mm -hmm. you have had a place um at the mind body offices Mm -hmm. um and then COVID, and it's like what even is an office anymore um and uh you know sometimes it's been more heavily focused on the restaurant and other times more catering and so Right now, what does that look like?
2: Well, I think we're balancing the two now, mm-hmm. um, and you know, fortunately, uh, pre-COVID, we were geared to takeout, so we did not have to re-engineer right. ourselves real quickly. Uh, and we, uh, when COVID hit and the shutdown. When everything was takeout. So people already knew about us as takeout. Mm-hmm. And the community was tremendously supportive. Yeah. I mean, we have very loyal customers. And, yeah. and so um, they were very good to us. But uh, so, you know, that aspect of it, and because the catering shut down basically yeah. at Covet, when, you know, all of a sudden, poof, the, all that market was gone. Yeah. And uh, for us, but our takeout stayed strong. Mm-hmm. We had no dine in business, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so now we're back to, I would say, pre COVID balance between the mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Um, because our drop and go catering, you know, does stay pretty strong. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the dining is back to that. You know, pick up and dine in so
0: i'm so glad to hear that mm-hmm. um is labor tough right now always yeah
2: yes. i mean it is it's not it's gotten i feel
1: like a little bit better yeah. but um but then and i don't i don't want to dwell on the negative but the other issue right now is the supply chain, chain situation. Yes, yes. Yes, Very bad. Um, which right and now is almost more yeah i yeah. mean the, oh, the cost is crazy yeah. and the supply chain those are kind of one of this are very similar very related so to me right now those are are the more difficult issues rather than the labor although that's not great but it's 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 a little better and we tend to have people have that have been team. with us for a good while and mm-hmm. um good people but right now I'm, I'm very happy with kind of yeah. that situation uh in a few weeks it'll probably change because cal poly will start back and some of our summer help that are local people who go to college other places will be going back to their places so you know there'll be a shift but that's typical living in a college town that's the way you operate really yeah.
0: what are you having a hard time getting a hold of right now
2: it changes weekly <laughs> it So uh, random, it like, really um... is a very very random one at one you know point you're you can't get paper products to do you know, take out or catering, and the next you know week you can't get you know something else. It's just really, it's. I didn't know there was a shortage of capers. I mean, you uh, know, it's the great caper shortage of twenty twenty two. I mean, it's, yeah. like, it's <laughs> like what what caused the shortage of capers? I don't oh know. Gosh. And, but, and uh, <laughs> for our for our to go
1: area, we have you know some. Provisions, and and then we have like bottled drinks, and and those are really hard to get now. Canned drinks, bottled drinks, all mm-hmm. the drinks are hard to get. So we end up. I order like more than I need, of course. hoping whoever will have it will will bring what they have. So then we, in the storage room, which is very limited for us, we are packed with these random drinks. Like, oh, here we've got some of those, and we'll yes. bring those. Yeah. out. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Well, what made you decide to start a restaurant? Wasn't this was this your first property that you were serving food?
1: Well. Way back in the in the dark ages of like the 80s, I, um, a woman and I had a catering company in Atlanta. That's right. Kind of a fairly big catering company where we did big events like yeah. weddings and big political events and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I all but. And you're too young to remember this, but I'm sure you remember when I say I'm looking on your cookbook shelf to see if you have mm-hmm. it, but remember the silver Palette?
0: Yes, of course. And mm. when I
1: was graduated from college, the summer after I graduated from college, a friend and I went to New York, um, just hey, we're graduating college, let's go mm-hmm. have fun in New York. But the main thing I wanted to do was go to the silver Palette because they had a little place mm-hmm. and it was on the Upper West Side and it was this tiny, tiny little place. And they had, like, red and white wallpaper, like a pattern. Mm. And so that was – I walked in that place, you know, what 20 years old. I'm like, this is what I want. I want this place. And it was strictly to-go kind of – and um,
0: It was strictly to-go? It was
1: strictly to-go. I mean, they did catering, too, but yeah. they didn't – there was no sit-down. It was tiny, tiny. Oh, it was about the same size as our original footprint at Slow Provisions without yeah. the dining room. And um, – That's what I always wanted to do. And so a few years later, I met this woman who kind of wanted to do the same thing. And she was married to a guy that had a lot of money. And we just blindly went into this this business. And our idea was something like Silver Palette. Again, just like slow provisions, things don't always go exactly the way you, the customer kind of dictates a different Mm -hmm. direction. And the direction at that time in the 80s and early 90s that was that big sort of excessive period of time where people wanted the glamorous parties and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And we would do the flowers and everything for the parties. And that was never really what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, fast forward, I do other businesses, you know, like work in the kind of the corporate world for years till we come here. Mm -hmm. And then we, we just started talking about the fact that that's kind of what we wanted was back to that Mm -hmm. kind of concept. And that's where we started here again, then all of a sudden we get the space next door, we've got dining. The catering went way bigger than we thought it would go. Yeah, I think, your catering you know? is yeah. it's I mean, a lot. We yeah. thought, oh, this will be nice, we'll have some little sandwich trays and <laughs> some picnic baskets that people can get and and there's we still do that, but there's a lot more than mm-hmm. that involved. Now. And we still and but I have always drawn the line on that what I did way back when in the you know, we're not doing the big fancy weddings and things yeah. like that. Which is you know, if I was younger, that would probably be a thing because that's a big thing like here the right big now. Big
0: spreads like the multi tier, yeah, all whole, that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah,
2: but we're still doing. Mean, we I mean, we do, we do. the, the <laughs> more of that than maybe we had thought we would do. But uh, you know, ours is more the big lunches or the big yeah. you know type of things for you know seventy people, right? Like, you know you know, wednesday we're doing for 70 for a corporation or yeah but we're doing some fun things we cater planes the oh, private really? jets yeah oh that's so fun yeah it is that's and, it, and that's sort of interesting because the first time that i took the catering i was so proud of our little catering boxes they're going out there <laughs> and the pilot just turned white it's like we can't store those (laughs) anyplace on our plane so we we worked with them on packaging Mm -hmm. that is uh because the it's not like a commercial airline i mean there's nowhere to put stuff right right. so so that's fun and -hmm. then um to do things like that or try to figure out what uh what what the needs of the customer is
0: that's very cool to do that yeah and so do you have an exclusive thing with like no like jet centers or
2: something. no we do work out of the jet center uh and uh, but it is with companies who have planes yeah or private fantastic. individuals
0: I love it. yeah the catering seems to have gone off i mean mm-hmm. the um and there's a real need for it i think mm-hmm. around here especially you know like winery functions where they're having corporate in or whatever right. and um need to have an easy but a a really high flavor kind mm-hmm. of lunch.
2: That's yeah, quality. Right. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: Yeah. Um what made you decide to to go into that larger dining space?
1: It when we originally took the space that we have, there was a wine bar there and we asked the people that own the wine bar if they were thinking about closing we would like to take that space over. So we always had that in mind. They said no. By the time we finished our renovation on the little space they were closed and gone Mm -hmm. and we met the well we had this it was the same landlord who's a wonderful man and was very supportive and wanted us to make it and so he i mean i mean he wasn't giving anything away by any means but Mm -hmm. he he really wanted us to take over that space so he he tried to make it as as nice as possible to make to take over that space and we knew actually, and also just in the first time, short time we were open before we opened the dining room, you, I could sort of tell that that business model probably wasn't going to work right then. Mm. We were going to need a little. We were going to need to do more. And it we, we could have been that we would have just done more of the catering, and that's where we would have gone. But. It worked out, and I mean, I couldn't be happier with having that space. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah, that yeah, space. Yeah. So that's,
2: people want a place to sit yeah.
0: down to that's eat. It's interesting that lunch. you discovered that, though. Yeah, yeah. 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 and uh, I
1: love what's happened to that space because it's not just a place that people come to eat. We have people that have meetings there, and we have people that play mahjong. We have two groups of people that come to play mahjong every week yeah. and just wonderful things, and people... Um, community organizations and you just and somebody has actually told me recently like that if I knew the things that changed in the community from that dining room from people being in our dining room that we could write a book you know and so that's just that's what I love and that's what I that's my favorite part about it and and building relationships with the people that come in and um, I haven't been in a lot lately I'm trying to kind of slow down a little mm-hmm. bit and not be in as much and I was in what on Friday I had not been in for a couple of days except for just like in and out for Did an you hour even
0: picture that by the way I <laughs> so, can't picture well, walking in and you not being well, behind well and, and
1: so that was the funny thing it was like Friday when I was there is like I knew Everybody that came in. And there were people from, there were musicians here for the Festival Mosaic. Yes. So I knew all these that happened to come in. So it was, it was like so much fun. I'm like, yeah. oh gosh, I'm going to come in a little more often. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can come in and just be the guy at the end of the bar that just say hello. Exactly. Well, so when you got it, it used to be Popolo chicken or ch- Popolo rotisserie, right? Right, right. And I think you told me at one time that you... Maybe you always wanted to do rotisserie chicken but the fact that the equipment was there already kind of sealed the deal is that right
2: Well we we had to tear that all out Oh was it gone Oh so well, we no, have no. the
1: rotisserie but that wasn't the original rotisserie
2: Oh no oh, it, oh, it, was it was a wood burning fireplace with a rotisserie that hadn't been used in years and years and oh, years wood burning fireplace It was wow. it was and it was a liability Okay so we had looked at uh rotosol, um, rotisseries in when we were in France. France. You know, and, I've written about this, and I did yeah. not remember. That happens a lot. A, a, yes, right, you yeah, got a yeah, fancy, fancy rotisserie. Right. Yeah. right. So we had that made and brought over here, yeah.
0: Oh, it was made for the space. Uh-huh. Well,
2: I mean, yes, but it's...
0: Like adapted I, I don't, for the space. Yeah, I mean,
1: I don't want to make it sound like, you know, we went to France and had...
2: But you you do have to order them. You have to order them. (laughs) They they don't (laughs) it took about eight months to get it. Yeah. And we wanted red, so Yep. So therefore that was a special order yeah
0: what's the name you, uh, there's a fancy name i'm sorry i keep saying the word fancy slow provisions is not fancy slow provisions is wonderful and inclusive <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and accessible but that rotisserie has a name doesn't well, it well it's right.
1: called a rotosol is right. the company yes. Yes. Rotasol, rotasol, france. france Yep. it's Inst- at the france on instagram mm-hmm. um they did have a rotasol usa instagram and they just i just got a thing switching over to de South France. So I kind of like that. You know, yeah. A
2: little French touch there. Yeah, yeah. right. But the, we had virtually seen them in the markets in, in France. Mm-hmm. You know, the, When you go and you walk and you see those wonderful chickens with all oh that fab gosh. dripping down yes. on those potatoes. Oh, my gosh. The I chickens
0: know. at the market, like the outdoor market, Yeah, uh, pick up the chicken. Yeah, oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. oh, gosh. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you guys have spent a fair amount of time, I think, in France. Haven't yes, you? Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I remember when I went abroad... I think we were, I think we were friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. were, because uh, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you watched yeah. us travel. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Um, where do, so you're, you're both originally from the South?
1: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Are you both originally from Georgia?
1: I'm from
2: Georgia. Eastern I'm from Florida.
0: Florida. Oh, you are? Okay.
2: My family is all from South Georgia, though.
0: Okay. So who, where do all these wonderful recipes like the pies and the and all of those rustic desserts. Where do those come from? Well,
2: you just grow up with that in the <laughs> South, and our, and the, oh. and the time that we were growing up. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like fond memories of mm-hmm. going to my grandparents' farm and aunts and uncles' farms, and you know they would make these wonderful desserts and all fresh and. You know, mm. And yeah, we, uh, I mean, great. I collect. I collect
1: Cookbooks, and uh, when we opened, our our original baker was this wonderful, Nancy Rogers. And Nancy, I took these cookbooks and said, "Hey, Nancy, let's make some of these." And she did, and we're still using a lot of those so those fun. same yeah. same same recipes. And then you just switch over the years and you evolve and do different things. And but still, my like nightly reading is I read cookbooks. I just love. <laughs> okay. Cookbooks,
2: but certain things didn't transfer, like boiled peanuts. We cannot get people to eat boiled peanuts. You here. tried, them? Yeah, we did. Have you ever had <laughs> boiled had the peanuts? Bars? I, I, they're great bar snack. I don't now.
0: think I have. What? So what tastes different about them?
2: Well, oh, they're, they're boiled. I mean, they're, they're, wet. Wet. Oh, they're, like, they're soft, peanuts. right?
0: Oh, yeah. they're soft.
1: But they're yeah. they're you eat them in the shell, and I mean, you well, open you the, shell, the shell, but but they're they're wet and, oh, they're
2: yeah. real and you salty. boil them with the, in the shell. Yeah, but. We did make a, a boiled peanut peanut hummus.
1: Well, that was did that turn so, out? It so, did. It was good. <laughs> are you familiar with the chef Hugh Atchison? Yes. So Hugh Atchison came here to. I was going to say, did you see him when he did spoke? You, did yeah, you? Right. I was Go? there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we sponsor we sponsored it, oh. and um, we we usually sponsor like one thing a year, and we try to choose something that either relates to food or to kids, so that we can take our grandkids to it. Yes. And we chose that one. And so that was his recipe for the um, boiled oh. peanut hummus, and um, it's very he good. sampled. He said yeah. it was he was fine. I'm sure he he's made not it gonna for play. you. Oh <laughs> gosh! Right. Oh my
0: goodness. He is the first chef I used to get gourmet. I really miss that. I know. We're mm-hmm. so not alone. I mean, everybody yeah. I talk to. Right. But he had. Um, it was maybe in like 2005 or 2006. They would have the front of book, you know, the little blurbs about so-and-so's doing this and -and so-and-so's doing that. And they had a picture of a forearm with a turnip on it, (laughs) a radish, sorry, a radish, and it was like, Chefs have tattoos and it was his was a notable tattoo. And it's like, God, that seems so long ago yeah. that oh, anybody well. would be yeah. like, Hey, was, this chef that, has a food that tattoo. That shocking, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love Hugh Atchison. I right. had to go to that. Right. Yeah. For sure. yeah.
2: He's,
1: he's, he's I mean, my five minutes with him was lovely and yeah. I follow him and I read a bunch of his stuff and everything. And I mean he's he's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, there is a pulled work that you do i think that is an old family thing yeah, isn't it we
2: do with pulp and pickles yes and coleslaw yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: what can you say what the secret is
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell well, me I it's doctor pepper or right, something in there yeah. no right? there's not, not
2: it's pretty it's pretty basic really. Well, he's trying to get those burnt ends that's yeah
1: like,
0: <laughs> oh yeah right i the mean and it's crispies. still not
1: this i mean i love i love our pulled pork but I have to tell you, when I go back to Georgia, mm-hmm. the first place I go, I'm from a town called Columbus, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And it's actually much bigger than St. Elizabeth's, but in my head, it was a very small town. And and I don't go back very often, but I went back in 2019 because a friend was there. And I, the first thing I wanted to do was go to Smokey Pig Barbecue mm-hmm. and get that that... Barbecue. There's just it's something not, about it. It's not yeah. just, barbecue yeah. here. Yeah. You no, just it's can't. just it's so and, not. The and same. even we, you know, we just sorry, can't sorry, Do sorry, it. I mean no, we don't no, have no, the? Provision. I mean we don't have a big old you know wood oven or, or whatever you yeah. call the thing yeah, to make yeah, it. But that's, that's, um, that's the one. That's actually the main food item that I miss from the South. Mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. that everything else that we replicate and I love the food here, but yeah. it's that barbecue.
0: I've heard that many times. Yeah, I know you can't. You yeah. can't replicate it. You
1: can't. I don't know why, but you can.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is tough.
0: We have the cookbook thing in common, although it's a very expensive, um, it's expensive to read, but it's yeah. the, the only kind of book that I really insist on having in person. Yeah, it's, I... Like I won't that. do it online. Yeah. No way. I mean, I was... Yeah. I was
1: I don't have a Kindle. Dwayne has a Kindle. I was looking at his Kindle and doing food stuff when we were on a trip. Mm-hmm. But I have like a little stack of cookbooks by my bed, and I just look at a different one every night. I don't ever cook any. I mean, I do. I don't night. cook
0: but most <laughs> of the things I see, I but I want to see them. But I
1: like the idea of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. What are you reading right now?
1: Um, I'm back. I'm I, I'm obsessed with David Leibovitz. Oh and, I love um, him too. <laughs> and so I'm actually <laughs> rereading um his uh Paris Kitchen book. Yeah. And he's he wrote one, I'm sure you read it, the one about his apartment when he was redoing his apartment. That's I, actually I didn't, most, but I know about well, it. You should yeah. Read okay. that one. And he's but he's, he's, moved, right, he's moving. He's moving moved. and so maybe out of, right away in, from France? No, out yeah, of his apartment. apartment.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Leibovitz. He um I worked with a food writing coach which is a real thing um out of the bay area who helped him with some of his books, books. and it was like oh little connection yeah. little connection yeah. i love him too i think he's yeah. writing his yeah. whole everything yeah, yeah. he's he really to. funny
1: and he has a nice concept yeah. and he's yeah. nice he, i mean he can be a little snarky but it's in a nice way yeah, and yeah totally he's totally.
0: really great yeah What has it been like to go into business together? Have you had a business before this? Um, Well, I have been in business, but not together. We've
1: been in business with other people. Yeah, Yeah, right. With each other, I I would not recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah it's four like 24 it? 7 yeah yeah <laughs> that's okay and we yeah and you know there's so there's I have to that go off
2: to my corner and say i do not want to talk about. well there's
1: it. <laughs> that time you know when one of us wants to talk about something and the other one doesn't want to talk about it and because we do have kind of different roles in the business mm-hmm. we don't necessarily you know there are things we need to talk about and we but we're driv- drawn to different directions during the day, mm-hmm. and the only time to talk about it is, you know, right before we watch Jeopardy. And so, are you religious about Jeopardy? Oh my God, mm-hmm. yes! I
0: love it. I miss it so much, so much. Yeah, we
1: record it every. You know, I have it set to record, um, and we um, we watch it that's the way we watch it while we're yeah. eating our little dinner on TV table. Do you call out like you try um, to amp? Yeah. Of course mm, it's yeah. very
0: competitive, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> he does. Oh, yeah. oh, but you have to connect before Jeopardy. Yeah,
1: yeah. because after Jeopardy Dwayne goes to bed. <laughs> I was like, get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, really, oh, cuz we have all these catering breakfast is a big thing. Oh, that, that's yeah. a you know, one of those things who knew. Mm. Um, and that's a huge element of the of the catering and Dwayne takes care of that part of it. So, mm-hmm. um, he gets up really early.
0: So in terms of like, um, you know, a division of, of labor, you handle more like early stuff or, or is it I, more like well, you're it, behind the counter yeah, and you're does, back in the,
2: he would, he does more the, the retail yes. type thing. And I do more the, uh, catering and then, the, uh, and the business. Life. Okay.
0: Got it. Um, I want to know about, I mean, you're reading these cookbooks, you're doing business in different, lots of different kinds of ways. Is there something coming up that you feel excited about for slow provisions or are you just trying to keep your nose above water? Well, right I,
1: now? I'm, you know, like I was saying, we have this anniversary coming up and I really have I'm ready to focus on that. I, you know, it's the kind of thing you should focus on probably a year ahead of time, but if i get a month out i'll i'll be doing well yeah you know, the one thing and
2: i miss and we're going to focus on this in the fall mm-hmm. is more special events mm-hmm. within the space yeah. we we were doing a robust uh wine mm-hmm. um wednesday oh, your wine. own events right oh gotcha. wednesday okay. wine and that, that and we couldn't do that during covid no. so that's sort of went away and um, we are going to focus that in the fall and on to bring more awesome. of that back in so mm-hmm. and we would did burger night or we would yeah. bring in um, you know, a special chef to do you know something Wine maker. And, right yeah exactly so those are the things that I think that uh, that really worked for us and we enjoyed mm-hmm. and so they're now on the books for starting in the fall again yes. so but the, but you just couldn't do that nobody would come and <laughs> No. You, and yeah. work, so, we, allowed, no. so
1: we never closed during COVID, ever. I mean, except for like maybe one day, you know, a week we would maybe close on a Monday or something, and that was rare. But we shortened our hours, and we're still not back to our old hours. We were closing at um, eight before we were open eight to eight, and we've been clo- closing at six thirty now, mm-hmm. um, and we've kept that just a lot because of the labor situation, and we just yeah. couldn't. You know we didn't have enough labor to cover like every time we think about opening going back to those hours so that's what like duane says in the fall when we kind of know what we have at that time mm-hmm. and we will we're hoping to to do some of that again and that's a fun too i always enjoyed that
0: too. a lot of people don't i mean a lot of businesses haven't come back in terms of hours yeah right you right you know you go downtown sometimes and it's like Six thirty, seven o'clock, and everything's, everything's shut. Dark, where it yeah. used to be, you know, mm-hmm. things were open till nine. Yeah. Even big chains, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. So those, you know, Wednesday night wine and burger nights and stuff. Do they kind of bring in a different audience every night, a different kind of a group? Yeah,
1: not? and I think they do, or they did, in a, a different demographic. Yes, and mm-hmm. you know, if there's always kind of that sort of steady group of people that whatever we're doing they're going to be there but then there are people that that really are only interested in coming if we're doing something wine related or some kind of special food related thing and Mm -hmm. um so it is a slightly different different group of people and but we we keep this you know really great base of customers that keep coming and uh, have always come and no matter what we do, they're they're going to be there and and I I can't that's kind of shocking to me that yeah. that and we've then done the, so. Yeah, you know, the fall
2: we and I. Yesterday I had. I cannot believe somebody's already thinking about Thanksgiving. But it was like, mm. are you doing Thanksgiving takeout again? You know, it's like. That's so funny. <laughs> so, we talked about Thanksgiving uh,
0: for the first time yesterday. Like, yeah. where are we going to go? Yeah, gonna-? So, yeah. yeah, we're on it's the so,
2: same. really funny that I got that. And I said, oh, gosh. Yeah. I haven't even thought about Thanksgiving. But th- those holidays are big for us because mm-hmm. we do special things with that.
0: So. Pies and yeah. all that.
1: We do like whole basically the whole meal that oh, you that can pick up on right. for thanksgiving christmas easter are the three big New ones Year. and then we do some other ones along the way
0: i love it yeah that's mm-hmm. awesome and, and that mm-hmm. was
1: that went and during covid we were we were putting these packages together just pretty much anything it was like oh let's make up a holiday basically you know that we've <laughs> never done before because people wanted something and they weren't going to go anywhere and they wanted yeah. something kind of fun that they could pick up. And that was, it was great during COVID. It was a, you know, one little niche that we, yeah. we could cover and pretty, that was something not many other people were doing and we kind of had the, the infrastructure to do it. So you it totally worked did. Out for us. Yeah, yeah. The
0: takeout thing. It's insane how much, uh, you just already built to do that. Yeah. I mean, that, that
1: was, that was the luckiest thing for us as far as, you know, and you always think about, well, you know, catch a break. And that was kind of a break that we mm-hmm. caught. Not that, not that we didn't suffer because the catering, which is a big element of our yes. business, we didn't have that. But the, the takeout and everything kind of at least made up for our day-to-day sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's something that surprised you about, you know, you talk about th- surprises that you just like, who, who would have known? What's kind of a weird little something that you did not expect with owning a restaurant?
1: that's tough Um.
2: I would say that the labor probably was the most because when we had the hotel and the resort and we were remote we did not have the labor difficulties that we do here a different type of labor pool yeah so um And I think that has a there. There are a lot of reasons for that. I think that Mm -hmm. students not necessarily some of them don't have to work. Yeah, and students uh, throw throw a big big question mark into everything. And then the area is you know expensive to live, Mm -hmm. so therefore you don't get you know some of the labor force that you would get in a in a major city. Yeah. Um, so I think you have to be creative So and and, and also some of the talent you don't get yeah. is accessible I've um, heard this. Yes. as uh, you would in a, a larger community and one that isn't quite so expensive to live in yeah. uh, so I think that that is, is probably the biggest challenge I, and I, ne- I really didn't think about that when we were tra- because we didn't have that problem with the yeah. uh, with Bulkberry. I mean it just we we never had a labor problem and we um, and but I think it's, it's the demographics and you mm-hmm. just have to work with it that's so, mm-hmm. it is a challenge
0: I you're saying in essence what I've heard a lot of restaurateurs say which is that labor was difficult before all right. of this in terms of people who understand service, people who have, yeah. who really buy in and, and stay and have that institutional right. devotion, devotion to right. a place. exactly. Um, that that's already challenging.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it definitely was before. But, yeah. uh, you know, and even more so now. And, you know, it's like, it's the people who, what, and I really do think we have a good team right now of yeah. people that... That get it, mm-hmm. um, and I hope hopefully it'll stay. But if this is in that labor force. This is a transit community. I mean, yeah. so uh, people are coming and going and coming and going. Where um, they're not as dedicated and married to the to the job, that, yeah. and so um, I just that that that's an issue here. And I never in, I never thought of it that way. But going mm-hmm. in, I thought it was that.
0: It wasn't in your frame of reference. No, no it really wasn't.
1: Yeah. Well, I think one thing that I talk to politicians about around here is like, uh, you know, we have to somehow create more workforce housing. Mm-hmm. And that's, until we do, it's going to be like that's going to be a situation that it's not just in the hospitality business, it's across the board in businesses here. But, that's a whole nother story. But well, it isn't. It though. isn't. But it right? is, Yeah. But it is. A, it's a. It's a. It's a situation that we have. Even, you know, these people. They're. they They're. A lot of them are great people, and they're wonderful employees. But they can't afford to live here. You know? mm-hmm. So that's. It's sad, and um, and we, you know, well, I think we. We pay a. Pretty decent, Mm -hmm. you know. We're a competitive wage. Yeah, 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 for sure. But to but the wage to live here is, you know.
0: No, it's outrageous. It's outrageous. My um, sister-in-law, my brother and sister-in-law live in Okinawa. He's in the Air Force, and he's about to retire. They have four kids, and we grew up here. And he would love. They would love to return. Mm -hmm. And he is a skilled. You know, they're talented, both of them talented, skilled people who could get a job anywhere. But here, it's got this bubble around Mm. it that makes it so prohibitive. Um, And the student population is a huge influence on business Mm. here, too. It's kind of a blessing and a curse in certain ways. Right, right? exactly. It, It sort of makes San Luis what it is. Um, And the talent and all of that in certain industries, but it also can be a real hindrance to getting long term trained.
2: And Um, I think that's the operative board trained. Yeah. Yeah. And then about the time you train them, then they're gone. Yeah. Or they switch their schedule. I mean, there's students. Yeah. Right. Was I going to stick around (laughs) with the (laughs) Kipsy? Probably not. No. No. No.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Stick around Poughkeepsie and work at Victoria's secret or something like, I'm not going to stay, but, um, but that's what we need. And I feel like there's an identity. There's an identity shift there of, um, Robin Wolf at Highwater has talked mm-hmm. about it where a real like embrace of, okay, hospitality is my life now. How can I up the ante and really make it a career in a way that I'm appreciated and that I appreciate it and build a life out of it, Mm -hmm. rather than it being transient? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's I mean that's sort of the European way where people do the hospitality for that is their career and they Mm -hmm. take great pride in it and and but and they're they're treated in a different way too. That's a whole different situation, but and. And I think people like Robin that are working on shifting that yeah. paradigm, and yeah. hopefully that'll that'll happen.
0: Yeah, I love that she's been outspoken about. Yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Because it kind of yeah. helps people to think along those lines. Yeah, like, make a career of this. I mean, God knows you can make a pretty good you. I mean, if you're good at what you do, and you have the right kinds of um, customers, it can be very good. Yeah. Um, yeah in terms of making money. The hours, I don't know about. Like yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Well, the hours are
1: hard, but the hours are hard in any business that you're the owner of the business. It doesn't really matter what it is. Mm. Your hours may be different, but they're still gonna be, you're gonna put have to put everything into it if it's your business, yeah. at least for the first few years.
0: Yeah. I think of, uh, you know, I can't believe it was only seven years ago that you started because it was right around that time that the concept of fast casual was really starting mm. to bubble up and become a term. And I think of what you've done in slow, I mean, I think of that as kind of the first fast casual around. Um, now, you know, there are chains that oh, yeah, that's what, yeah, all, right, all they right. do, but you guys were really quick on that, whether you knew it or not. Yeah, mm. we. Um,
1: we did this whole thing before we opened where we traveled around there and you probably remember this story we we traveled around the country and we went to places It's i'm a i'm a mimic so i mimic things that are that i like i like mimic people's voices i mimic the way people write i mimic the way people cook i mimic the way people dress and i'm <laughs> so I'm like focused on all these businesses and I would see what they were doing. And I was like, well, I'm going to take that or at least part of that and, or we are going to take that and, and do something. So traveling around a lot of the big cities, they're a little bit ahead on the, of the Mm. curve than than we are in San Luis. We're a small town. And um, so we were seeing some of that happening and, um, and we so, had
2: certain ones that we were yeah, following, and so too, like I, I, Sarah Foster in North Carolina and oh yes. uh, Joanne Chang in Boston. And, uh, I uh,
0: love Joanne Chang. Yeah. Um, flour. Uh-huh. Flour Bakery. Uh, great. Love them. We,
1: now yeah. We um, talk about recipes. Some of the original recipes, some of the sweets, especially Nancy had that book, and and she made a number I mean some of the same stuff we're still using the same recipes that that we started off with her recipes and there's a there's a great place in LA Jones on 3rd that
0: I've read about that never been it's really cool yeah And,
1: and it's very similar to I mean it's in Beverly Hills, so it's not that right. slowered Well there's one there, but the one the main one, the original one's in, in Beverly Hills. And mm-hmm. um one day one lady walked in and she said, Oh, this is very Jones on third, and I was like, Oh
0: yes. You arrived. Yeah, yeah okay. right. Just crisp inside Yeah. clean. And, you know,
1: this but um but I think that concept has definitely taken off. Oh and, my gosh, you know, totally.
0: Even in slow, even I mean, in slow, they're yeah, yeah, yeah they're sure. definitely They've come
1: and gone even while we've been here. But.
0: Right, right. Um, I was going to ask you about um, Europe and travel. Have you guys been able to go since COVID? Mm-hmm. Have you been able to go since owning a business? No, no. not <laughs> early, early. well. There we are.
1: We went to the East Coast last summer, and we we're right. leaving Friday mm. to um, to go to um, New York and. Philadelphia. Dwayne's son and his family live in Philadelphia, so we're going to spend some time with them. It's a great food town. And um, yeah. and then my childhood best friend lives on Cape Cod, and Aww. we'll go out there and spend a few days with him.
0: Wear your stripes and your boat shoes. Yeah, right. see, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm have got getting a practicing on my yes. pastels on now.
1: Um, yeah, so we enjoy the bits. Um, we're only going to be in New York for like two days, which is... Yeah like way not enough but that's just the way that's when we could get away right
0: Mm. you going anywhere special to eat well you know (laughs) i know you've (laughs) thought about it yeah i have thought about (laughs) we (laughs) are we
1: are i think but um we're going the other thing is we really like um you know of course broadway theater yes and so that's two of the days we're going to Broadway shows. Yeah. So that limits where we're going to eat. You're going
0: to be in Midtown then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think that we're going to go, um, to Tom one Calicchio's. night. To, um, Oh yeah. Tom Colicchio his more, ca- he has a new Italian casual mm-hmm. place, not fast casual, but more casual. Yeah. So I think we're going to go there. Um, cause we've been to craft before and I, I like his yeah. food and his concept and I like him. So, yeah. um, going to do that and then there's a couple of other things that i'm kind of want to do if we can work it out
0: yep have you ever eaten at bouvet
1: no but i follow
0: them i feel like you would love it i know yeah i
1: I, that's funny that you mentioned that because that's definitely something i want to do um a place that i want to go if not this time another time but i love yeah i love everything about it, the aesthetic aesthetic and everything, yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm all about it, yeah. Yeah, Oh, my gosh. That's
1: funny that you brought that up because I was just looking at that thinking, like, how could we work this out?
0: I don't know. It's not that much further downtown. No, we could probably do do it. it. It's just like timing-wise. Yeah. No, I know. In two days, that's a lot of moving parts for sure. (laughs) What is something, um, if it were your last day on Earth and you wanted to... Have a really nice meal and you weren't sad about dying um, if you were just gonna do whoop it up you know what would you have and what would you drink and who would mm. be there
1: you know it's it's sort of this is not a great answer but i it would like be steak frites for me probably
0: <laughs> that so, is on um, my list of so meals. I,
1: I just like that and um and maybe uh, you know martini and steak <laughs> oh. fries. Um, would be good i'm not drinking right now so i would have to go off of yes i'm just because medicines i was on i wasn't drinking and then it was like oh
0: i'm maybe not going to do this for a while you so, know isn't that funny once you get out of yeah, the woods with exactly that, mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's base. that's exactly what happened and now it's like you know do i even want to go back there but
0: but if you're gonna die I know I'm gonna die the next day
1: I'm gonna have a dang martini yeah (laughs) when you talk about
0: steak frites sorry real quick are you so like entrecote where it's skinny it's small
1: yeah but but
0: but bleh oh is that how you like it oh my gosh I wish I did people make fun of me because I want it not bleh. Really? I'm uh, disappointed, Jamie. Yes, I know. No, there's so much. You seem like a bleh kind of person. <laughs> no, no. I'm so sad. I'm mm-hmm. sad and I don't eat seafood. Oh, I
2: forgot uh, that. I think uh, I
1: didn't know that. Uh,
2: yeah. Because that
1: would be I'm my at, other thing.
2: Probably. I'm limited on the seafood I eat. Are you? But yeah, but I do like seafood. But well, well, I mean, the other thing those. that I'm
1: just can't wait till we get to the East Coast is to get on the Cape and have a lobster right, roll. Right, of course. You know, of course. I'm all about that.
0: Yeah. With the real Maine lobster and the real rolls. Yes. I know people are passionate about that. Yeah, they are.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what do you eat? Oh, (laughs) let's see. It would be Southern, definitely. And it would have to be sort of a smorgasbord (laughs) of Southern foods. Chicken and dumplings made with homemade s- chicken stock. Did you and, hear his uh, accent? Kind of uh, just yeah, as it yeah. went up a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Go very southern. <laughs> and, and you know, fried chicken and creamed corn and fried okra and uh, all those fresh vegetables. You know, oh. that that would just have to be it. And then I would have to have a Manhattan.
0: Yeah, this is good. These are classic. You know, people go to the thing that is comforting. Yeah. Um, yeah and a Manhattan and a martini, I think you're made for each other. <laughs> yeah. You're made for the, the steakhouse. Yes. Yeah. yeah, very true. Yeah. yeah yeah. Well, you guys have been through a lot in the past couple of years and uh, it's so wonderful that you were set up for takeout, but it's also just really trying. I mean I'm sure the whole thing has been a real whirlwind, but I'm so glad that you're standing and thriving. Yeah
2: yeah we are too. Yeah. Yeah, we are Yeah very much so.
0: Well, thanks for coming and chatting Thank you. It. Thank you. Yeah. That's it for this episode of the Consumed podcast. Consumed is produced and edited by me, Jamie Lewis. To learn more about my guests, to see their photos, to learn about live events, yes, live events, to join the Consumed mailing list and more, visit letsgetconsumed.com.